It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Jonathan Kaiser, welcome to the show. Welcome to Become Your Own Superhero. Thank you for having me, good sir. Well, it's a pleasure. It's all mine today, coming to you from Panama City in Florida, where it's muggy as a New York back alley in the early 1990s. That's muggy. That's pretty muggy. Where are you dialing in today from Mr. Jonathan? Scottsdale, Arizona, my friend. And how on God's green earth did you end up in Arizona? You know, my grandfather, when I was not even kind of yet conceived and my mother was still young, he did some research on what he thought was the most underserved populations in the world, came across the American Indian tribe, the Apaches, located here in Arizona, and decided that between the people in Tibet and the Apache uh, Indians, that they were the most underserved people in all of the world, and they didn't even have their own written language. So he moved his whole family from Nebraska out to Arizona uh, and translated the Bible into Apache. I actually still have his original Bible right here. The only other original copy is in the Smithsonian. So as you can see, he translated in the in part, the top part. So if you look at it, the top part is Apache and the bottom is English. And so he started two churches and uh, that's how my family got to Arizona. So I was born here. So fascinating. How many books are written in Apache these days? Not very many, not very many. Because the thing I love, one of the things I love about a lot of these indigenous populations is the uh, the power of storytelling. Because there was no other way to to transcribe anything before the written word came about, right? Yeah, and- one of the churches that he started is still is still humming along. And I took my family and I took a trip. I took my kids out to 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 actually see it and attended one of the services, and uh, it was pretty special. It's where my parents actually were originally married. And so I had them renew their vows kind of spontaneously right there on the spot. I got up and I had them renew their vows and it was just the coolest thing to watch and to have such history. And and our family is loved in that neck of the woods because of all the love that that my grandparents brought to them. So for me, I always like growing up, Geronimo was my my favorite person in the world. Like every report I had to do, I did it on Geronimo. And I always imagined myself uh, as Geronimo. In one of the other rooms, I have a big Geronimo uh, portrait. Uh, to me, he's one of the greatest Americans that ever lived. Yeah, I can't say I know a huge amount 
about the Native American population, but I certainly know about Geronimo and uh, what an inspiring character he was. He was a stud, man. He was a stud. So anyway, so that's how we got to Arizona. Well, speaking of studs, how would you describe what you do in 60 seconds or less? I help companies with their real estate needs. Uh, we only represent the user or the tenant or the occupier. Most commercial real estate firms primarily represent landlords, developers, and real estate investors. And we've built one of the uh, largest independent firms of our kind in the country all around this same idea of selfless service, of succeeding by helping others succeed. I think that was less than 60 seconds. Yeah, you did You did good. What is selfless service? To me, selfless service is doing something with no expectation of a reciprocal return. So... It's another another word in the world today for it or a phrase is paying it forward. Doing things to help others without expecting something. Not that, you know, my whole philosophy is you can't outgive the universe. So over time, if you give and give and serve and serve and help and help, it can't help but come back. It can't help but uh, come back around in a boomerang style. But if you're doing it, so, so understanding that, right, the nuances, understanding that what you're doing has a reciprocal return opportunity and, and um, inevitability without trying to do it in a sense of if I do this for someone, they're going to do something for me in return, right? It's doing it from the purity of, of helping people and doing it from the purity of wanting to add value to somebody else's life. I mean, my mission in life is I want to I want to change the business community, right? Like imagine the good that could be done in the world if people selflessly, actually selflessly helped each other. If people unlocked the good they could do for others, imagine the kind of good that could be enacted in the world. So that's what my mission is, is is through our business, through our interactions, through everything that we're about, trying to show the world that you could do that in in a meaningful way. Yeah, and you've done it so beautifully from what I can tell at this point. You've uh, written a fantastic book as well, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I'm really curious to know, for some people, what we're talking about here will be a foreign concept, but for people that have listened to the show a little bit, you'll hear people like Bob Berg and John David Mann from the Go-Giver books, that that type of mindset. How do you know when you're in that right place of just giving selflessly and and not trying to get something out of it? What's the obvious sign? Frustration if it's not reciprocated. You know, if, if you can feel it, you can feel the expectation when you're doing something. So there's plenty of times in our lives. I mean, the greatest examples of selfless service are our families, our children, because children are endless voids of needs, right? And so you just dump, dump, dump into the void. But the, the rewards that you get, and I have five kids, right? The rewards that you get are extraordinary. And so it's, it's, it's a, that's a good representation of what it is, I believe, everywhere. Like, look, we all know how to we all know how to serve, right? We all know how to love, serve, give. And we all either do it or we don't. It's not like it's a new concept, like, oh my gosh, JK, I never thought about helping people. Wow, you're a genius. No, it's not that at all. It's what if we took the same things that we did in our personal lives that we know work, that work in the areas of our lives that matter the most? And what if we did that in business? And what if, just what if, as we did it in business, we actually didn't go broke, we actually created extraordinary success. And so that's the model that we've built 
And that's what I teach. And that's what the book's about. And that's what everything I do is about is showing people that you truly can create extraordinary success by helping other people succeed. That's the focus. The focus is on others. In the past, my focus used to be on me, right? My focus used to be on how much can I get? How much, you know, almost like a zero sum game. Me, 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 me. And there's easy justifications. Well, I got a mortgage to pay and I, you know, blah, 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 blah. Kids to feed, all the normal excuses. But the reality is, is you spend your life serving others and other people naturally want to serve you. And what a beautiful scenario, right? What a what an unbelievable way to do business. And so that's what through the, you know, and the story shares my journey through that and how I went from thinking it had to be a certain way to finding a different way and then now building a business around it. But it's one of the most extraordinary, fulfilling things that I've ever learned in my life. And so my mission is to change the business world through selfless service. Where I think this is needed most is in the business community. Because that's where people all put on their tough suits and go to fight, right? You got to win. They got to win, 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 win. But what if we could all, and I'm not talking about socialism, right? But what if we could all just help others, unlock the good that we have within us to do good for other people? And what if that created a tidal wave of goodness going forward? And what if everywhere you went, you did that? And then what you realize is the more you push out, the more bounces back, which gives you more to push out. And so that's been my personal experience and showing other people. And I teach a lot of seminars. I do a lot of keynotes and talking about how organizations can develop cultures of selfless service that truly create extraordinary success. Again, it's linking success with selfless service, which to a lot of people makes no sense. So like, wait, 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 say that again, Jonathan. So I'll say, okay, success with selfless service said otherwise selfishness. So selfishly, if I want to create the most success that I can for myself, I should be selfless. People go, what? Did you just say selflessness is selfish? And yes, I do firmly believe that. And here I am in the arguably one of the most cutthroat, ruthless industries in the world, commercial real estate brokerage, and our entire business model and my book behind me, right, is created on this idea of showing other people that it truly is possible to be extraordinarily successful by helping everybody around you. And so that's what we do. And that's what we teach. And it's so exciting to see the, the amount of companies and the amount of business leaders that are getting this and that are applying this and that are realizing the truth in this, Um you know, I'm part of the conscious capitalism movement, which was founded by uh, John Mackey, founder of Whole Foods, and a number of other great, great friends and individuals. And, you know, they they built this on scale within Whole Foods, right? They, they, they demonstrated the reality of this kind of stakeholder capitalism. And I believe that that's the revolution the world needs. I believe that if we all stop trying to, you know, gather for ourselves at the expense of others and instead believe in abundance instead of scarcity and try to see how many people we could serve, which is your entire message, right? This is what you live. And what if they actually did that? And what if everybody did that? And what if the competition was how much you could out help the other person when they're trying to out help you? 
And then you don't have to spend your time doing silly things like sales presentations and everybody's just helping each other. To me, that's the biggest opportunity the world has today is to unlock all the possibility, all the good, all the opportunity, right? If you serve, love, help, and give, and you play the long game, right? This isn't an instant gratification kind of play. If you play the long game, you cannot help but win if you help people instead of trying to take advantage of people. And while that seems so inherently obvious to somebody that's sitting here in their car or wherever you're at listening to this, the devil's in the details, right? Because knowing how to do it without going broke, because people go, well, how do you actually do that, right? Because there's endless people with endless needs. And so I say, well, I'm not saying go stand on a street corner, put up a sign that says, who needs help and then help everybody that comes your way. Although that's a pretty good idea. Uh, you probably get on the news for doing that. What I'm saying is that take your daily life, what you're already doing, the meetings you're already having, the people you're already interacting with, and in those interactions, in those conversations, instead of trying to get, 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 get as much as possible, try to give, 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 give as much as possible. And it's extraordinary what you see, the shift in people, because everybody is so used to somebody trying to take from them. That when you flip it around and they realize that you sincerely are trying to help them, you create a connection that they don't get very often. And then within that connection, anything's possible. And the more you try to help that person, the more they want to help you, right? The, the law of recipro reciprocity kicks in. But again, I'm not doing it because I'm trying to get that. I'm doing it because I'm coming from a pure place of, for me, it brings me the greatest joy to help people. That's where I'm most fulfilled. That's when I'm the happiest. When I identify a way where I can really help somebody, I get excited. It makes me feel good inside. So imagine if by doing that, then I'm also creating relationships with the very people that if they wanted to, could help me in return. And the majority of them, over 70% of people, tend to want to help people that help them. But they also tend to be very wary of people that are trying to get from them, right? So it's like you unlock people that otherwise not might not be unlocked just by leading with service, just by leading with giving. And again, for the 30% that don't, or 20 or 40 or whatever number you come up with, it doesn't matter because you're not doing it to get something. You're doing it understanding that you're putting good out into the world. And even if it's not reciprocated, I tell people all the time, go, go help somebody else, like pay it forward, right? If I'm able to help you and that's meaningful to you, go help somebody else. It all comes back around. It's not linear, right? So the more good, the bigger the puddle, the bigger the wave, the bigger, you know, you drop the stone in the puddle and you see the, the ripples, the bigger the ripples. And if more people are doing that, then those ripples start to hit you from God knows where people. I get people sending me business, booking me for keynotes, booking me for things. I've never even met them. I don't even know who they are, but I'm just putting good out in the world everywhere I go. Amen, brother. You certainly are doing that. And here's something that I learned recently that might uh, be of interest to their audience. Well, maybe even you, Jonathan. So Charles Darwin supposedly stole a lot of the ideas from another guy that wasn't as well recognized as he was. And he kind of, he finished first. Now this is only hearsay, but it's a good rumor if it's true. And he butchered some of the terminology and it's not actually survival of the fittest. 
It's survival of the collaborator. And that, to me, makes way more sense than survival of the fittest. And even if that is made up, I, it feels intuitively like it might be might be pretty spot on. What are your thoughts on that? I love that. I love the, I mean, I have no idea if it's true or not, but I like it better, right? Because while I do think, you know, the, the sick cow doesn't have as good of a chance as the healthy stud cow, um, I do see the possibility of people that seek to collaborate and work together becoming more um, like they're safer, right? Because they have more people to help them if there's a need. I feel that. I mean, everywhere I go, people are offering me stuff, you know, hey, stay in my place or, you know, uh, do you know this person? I'd love to introduce you. Like literally everywhere I go, people are offering to help. I'm not asking for it. They're just doing it. So yeah, I believe like in a, in a more primal type environment, I can easily see that being the reality. But I also think that to truly collaborate takes a, a selfless mindset, right? There's a lot of people that, that, that say collaboration, but what they really mean is I want to talk in a collaborative way, but I want to act in a selfish way. And yeah. so again, unless you're saying, you know, unless you're already adhering to the principles that I espouse and saying selflessness is selfish, right? That kind of selfish, I agree with. But the selfish of you know, standing on other people's shoulders and stabbing in the back and doing, I mean, that's the, I mean, I'm in commercial real estate brokerage, right? That is arguably one of the most cutthroat, ruthless industries in the world. So if I can do it in that industry and prove that it's possible and have, you know, durable financial success, I mean, we've been around for over 10 years now. And our entire model is this. We don't market. I mean, we put out a few things, but we're not out. We're not a marketing. We're not a, we don't have a sales force that's out selling. Everything that we do is about serving, helping, collaborating, giving. Um, and it comes back. And so that's my message to the world is I believe that the greatest opportunities for success going forward are going to be those people who recognize the value of selfless service and who give and who serve and who help and pay it forward, understanding that if they truly are playing the long game, it cannot help but come back. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. And I'm actually staying <laughs> at a friend's house in Florida here in Panama City uh, through someone I met through just through service, right? And, and I, I want to ask you about the observation that I've made with regards to some really financially successful, and it's a clear distinction, very financially successful people that end up having found out that they've acquired that wealth through nefarious ways. What do you say mm. to people that observe that behavior and go, well, how did they get their money and how are they feeling about life? Yeah. I mean, look, obviously the ruthless way works. There's millions and millions of examples of that. So I'm not saying that the selfless way is the only way. And I'm certainly not saying it's the easiest way. But what I believe is it's the better way. Because I sleep like a baby at night, right? I do not have to look over my shoulder all the time. I don't make all good decisions. There's plenty of people, my wife included, that'll let you know about that in no uncertain terms. But 
my heart comes from a place of wanting to help as many people as possible, right? So as long as you're coming from that pure place, it's 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 a different experience. When I used to be cutthroat, thinking that's what it took, I was miserable. I was misaligned with my core values. You know, I mean, I told you how my grandparents were raised and I myself was raised overseas and my parents taught me to love, serve and give. And, you know, so here I had that pounded into my head as a kid. And then I decided I wanted to make some money because I realized once we got back to the U.S. how poor my parents were. So I decided to get into business to be successful. And I got into commercial real estate sort of accidentally. And I realized, wow, this is a cutthroat industry. So I became cutthroat because I didn't want to be broke like my parents, but I was miserable. And then once I discovered this different way of doing business and I reinvented myself around it, the experience I had was so much different, right? So for a lot of people, that's touchy feely, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's not. Like the experience of, of being a shark, you have to have, you have to be on all the time, you know, because there are predators everywhere. When you start loving on people, and you start serving people, it changes things. It cha- not, not that there's still not plenty of sharks trying to take you down and all of that. There are. So I'm not saying be, you know, not be wise, but man, I, the experience of, of doing business ethically, doing business the way that you think it would honor and respect other people even when they don't reciprocate, which is tough. Like if, you know, you, you're trying to be kind to somebody and they spit in your face, you know, metaphorically speaking, it still happens plenty of the time, but it's like, yeah, that's not fun from a humanity standpoint. That sucks, but it just means that they're miserable. Right. And I know what that feels like. Cause I used to be that guy. Right. I sure. I had the trappings of success and I looked the part and, Law had the car, had the whatever, but that's not that's not real success, right? And you know this very well. Success is internal. So for me, I love the alignment now around my life and about what I do and having it be consistent with who I am as a person. And who I am as a person is someone who loves other people and loves helping other people. And most people try to live bifurcated lives, right? Like they do that at home, they do that with their families, and then they go and like they become a different person and they go try to be tough and make a lot of money and, you know, be cutthroat. And that's not fun either, right? Because that's trying to live a duality, which is even more miserable than at least just leaning in and being ruthless everywhere. So in my opinion, the same, the same things that create extraordinary success in your personal life are the same things that can create extraordinary success in your business life. So coming full circle to how we started this conversation I never imagined myself as an entrepreneur. I never thought of myself as being somebody to start a firm saying he's going to change the world. It just naturally occurred as I saw more and more miserable people. I saw more and more people that as the the methodology that I was doing started to have success after many, many years of people thinking I was crazy. I realized, wow, this this was really working. (laughs) Like this actually works. I, I almost shocked myself. And then it was like, how do I show other people how to do the same thing? And how do I create a firm where all we do is this? So that's why we created Kaiser, right? And now USA Today says we're the industry disruptor. My book hits number one in the Wall Street Journal list. Like, it's been crazy. It's been wild. You know, just the, the journey has been incredible. But it's been one act of service at a time. One person doing 
doing the right thing for someone, right? And and doing it in a way that is like you would do it for your own parent, right? Because then people trust you. People trust what Kaiser delivers. You know why? Because we treat you like your family and family that we actually like. I, I realize I used to say that a lot. And then people go, well, I hate my family. I'm like, well, I'm not talking about you then, right? That's brilliant. And and one observation as well, in my own experience, and you're a few years further ahead than I. Wait, are you calling me old? Are you calling me old? Yes, yes. I- <laughs> old school. My kids call me old, so that's okay. You're as old as you, the man you're touching, apparently, or the woman you're touching, depending on who you are. Uh, these The people that respond the most beautifully to this kind of selfless behavior seem to be the leaders of of society and industry, and look at look at who you can call amongst your good friends right now. I don't need to drop any names. Read who endorsed and and wrote forwards for your book. Like, have a look at the caliber of people that that Jonathan is kicking around with right now. That that is testament to the work you're doing, and I'm experiencing that in my own life. And I think that's one of the most beautiful. It's not about hobnobbing with people. These are real legitimate real human beings that, that give and, and follow with and lead with their heart. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, there are plenty of people that, you know, that we don't, I, there, there are people that are friends of mine that I never in a million years would have guessed would be friends, but you know what, what aligns is our philosophies, right? That's the tie that binds. I, I don't care how famous you are, how rich you are. How, it doesn't matter to me at all. What matters to me is who are you in the world and what do you stand for? And if you stand for the same kind of stuff that I stand for, I want to be your friend. I got a lot of those kind of amazing friends. John Rulin, who wrote the book Giftology. He's arguably the most generous person I've ever met in my entire life, myself included. That guy has helped me more than anybody I know, except for my parents. And he never asked for anything in return. And yet look at what, look at the success that just gets dumped on him from all. And and it's, I could go through example after example, after example like that, you know, it's like, so my mission is teaching others that just like the title of my book, you don't have to be ruthless to win, right? Like what if that, what if I'm not a crazy person? What, what if that was actually true? And what if you're listening to this and just kind of rolling your eyes going, yeah, 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 yeah. What if what I'm saying right now is the most important thing you've ever heard? And what if you actually put that into practice? And what if you experience the kind of unbelievable transformation that you've ex- that, that I've experienced going through this? Was it easy? No. Was it really, really brutal at times? Yeah. Did I have to look at myself in the mirror and figure out where I suck? Yeah. Do I still have to do that every single day? Yeah. Do I continue to find plenty of things where I suck and need to improve? Yeah. But at the end of the day, man, it's like we only have one life. And the the biggest failure to me would be showing up at the end of the tunnel and going, man, what if I should have, would have, ought have, might have, didn't, you know, it's like, I don't want any of that stuff. I want to say I left it all on the field. I gave it my all. I loved as many people as possible. You know, Steve Hardison, my coach, mutual friend of yours and mine. I mean, that's his whole life philosophy is to give everywhere he goes, help as many people as he can and just love every single person on this planet. And it's the reason he's had the success. It's the reason he has the following. It's the reason that people like me adore him, right? It's because of who he is being, right? His state of being is the most powerful. And his being is love and service. 
right? It's not a tactical game here. It's not a, it's not a tactical play. It's, it's a place that you're coming from. It's a, it's a place of, of who you show up as. And I, I choose to show up as someone who is very highly intentional on serving and helping other people. That does not mean that I show up as perfect. I wouldn't want that. That would suck. Imagine holding yourself to the perfection standards. Oh my gosh, that's insane, right? I don't want that. I'm, I'm dramatically imperfect and proud of it. But what I am is highly committed. I'm highly committed to loving people, to serving people. And, you know, for those people who think I'm crazy and think I'm full of shit and all that, I respect that because I would have felt the same way. Like I sound like a, you know, kind of like a dork, like, well, yeah, yeah, I know. Just love people, you know? And so I get the question a lot, like, well, there's a lot of people that just get taken advantage of by this. How do you not get taken advantage of? So there's some really good resources out there. There's an amazing book called Give and Take by Adam Grant, where he describes givers, matchers, and takers, talks about how, you know, givers in the world are both the most successful and the least successful. And he solves for that at the end. And basically the solution is, you know, for those people that are strategic, that are intentional with their selflessness, with their service, with their helping others, with their gifts, those are the ones that are the most successful and the ones that can never say no, that could pull this way and that way by every person that's got a need. That's not what I'm describing, right? I'm describing an intentionality about it. I'm describing saying, look at your life, look at the people that you want to be around, look at the people that you want to do business with, and simply, instead of trying to sell them or convince them how great you are or market to them, what if you just figured out ways to help them? And what if you just focused on the highest impact people, right? If you just focused on serving and helping the highest impact people possible in your life, there is no chance on this planet that over time you do not experience extraordinary success. And the reason why most people don't do it because it takes too long for them. They want the instant gratification. They want it now. If you want it now, shut this podcast off now because I am not describing that. But if you truly want long-term sustainable success, I believe not only is it the best way, but I believe as we go into this new age where people are more awake um, and people are kind of coming into the realization that you know, this kind of bureaucratic, top-down, ruthless, you know, business behavior isn't so great. I think it's the most sustainable way possible too. You don't have to be ruthless to win is a magnificent book. Where can people find the book and where can people find you, Jonathan? Uh, Amazon is always the easiest. Also on Audible, uh, if you want to get it directly, ruthlessbook.com. And anybody that's interested in learning more about the firm or opportunities therein, or just to uh, send a note, you can go to uh, kaiser.com, K-E-Y-S-E-R.com. Jonathan, do you have any concluding thoughts for our very highly tuned audience today? I, I would just I would just invite everyone. If you're driving, don't do this. But I mean, just close your eyes for a second and just imagine a world where people selflessly help each other. Imagine a world where everybody goes out of their way to try to help the people that they, that they interact with on a daily basis, where they actually are trying to do good for them in the world. Imagine the kind of good that can unlock. Imagine the kind of value that can create. Imagine the kind of goodness that could create in the world. That's the world that I see. That's the world that I want to leave for our kids. And that's the world that I wake up every day doing. So I'm inviting you to join me. Whether you buy my book or not is not relevant to me. 
What I care about is that you listen to this from a philosophical standpoint and lean in and, and, and say, how do I actually do this in my life? How do I take the stuff that this crazy Jonathan Kaiser was telling me today and how do I actually put it into action? I took everything that I learned over the last 25 years on selfless service, both what I did wrong, both what I've done right and the vision for it. And I've put it into this book so that anybody can pick this book off the shelf and they can apply it in their own business and their own life and create extraordinary success with selfless service. So I just want to thank you for what you're doing in the world. Thank you for being the world's best courage coach. Thank you for our friendship. Thank you for how you model this behavior everywhere you go. And, and thank you for also being fearless and doing things that are crazy, like throwing your book into Joe Rogan's backyard. You know, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I think the world needs more of. So thank you for who you are in the world. And thank you for showing up and for your own internal transformation. And um, thanks for having me on. And, and I hope this has been meaningful to, if I just had an impact and I do a lot of speaking and a lot of podcasts, if I just have an impact every time I speak on one person's life, and this inspires you to move something forward, I consider our time today a success. Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Kaiser. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.